Hi, this is Blinkin' Brian Watson-Jones, and this is Double Bill. Hello, I am Mike Rambo, the frassy English bulldog postal. <laughs> I am Joshua Window Dressing Humphrey. And I'm Don, the doctor. Our special guest. Don, the doctor, Krosnowski. Sure, Ooh. if you want to get hey, that. Hey, Don. The doctor never has a last name. Hey, Don, doctor. would you like to hear our theme song? I would love to hear the theme song. Double Bill, Double Bill, comparing culture, it's Double Bill, putting two things together, it's Double Bill, it's Double Bill. Goes together like chocolate and peanut butter, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, like a hamburger and a bun, like baby ducks and staple guns, record scratch! Double bill, double bill, comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. What a nice segue that was. That I'm was proud of that segue. I worked on that. Good. Did we right. show Is there a theme song? There is there a theme, is a theme song. song. Yes, is. you didn't hear it right now because we haven't done the editing magic. Oh. That's, that's actually the only piece of editing magic, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's basically it. Anna I Wagle, do some snazzy stuff. Anna Wagle gives us a really, really great She does. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, how lovely. She runs Yeah, I that. love Anna Wagle. I don't know. She was on the Obsessed podcast recently talking yeah. about Batman, and she didn't know shit about oh, Batman. Oh, I haven't gotten to Batman oh, yet. that's a shame. But it was good. good. It's a good episode. Uh, but Anna Wagle didn't have much of a conception of Batman beyond, like, the movies. Oh, no. But it was oh, amazing. Not many people have much of a conception of Batman Beyond. It wasn't, it wasn't very Batman popular. I Batman Beyond. I think that the nice thing about people who don't know anything about the topic when you go on something like Obsessed is they really give a nice counterpoint. <laughs> they do. It's true. And they make yes. people just sit there and like they're either going to rage, well, like yeah, pulling hair out. That's the thing. You either like... have to know everything or nothing. You can't just, right. oh yeah, I saw an episode. Anyway, speaking of, um, I saw an episode. this week's pairing was mine, so I'm hosting, so I'm talking right now, I guess, um, was the 1987 movie Mannequin. <laughs> With the 2007 Doctor Who episode, Blink. You take back that snarky laugh right now, Michael Postle. I have every He's laughing at me, not the movie. It's fine. Right, it's Uh, The theme of this podcast was, I don't know, Uncanny Valley. Un- inanimate things that look like people coming to life and being not people. Looking at stuff. That's true. And I wasn't. Yeah. I yeah. Just, that, that was the theme. theme. That was yeah, the theme. Yeah. yeah. You know, we Maybe. should have primed you better with in terms of like the structure no. of the podcast. We talk about one movie. No, no, no. We talk about the second no. movie. It's important she know either yeah. everything I, I or nothing true. about I what we're going to do. Absolutely so nothing. She knows nothing. Because I didn't expect to be here. So we'll just we'll we'll slap you when you're. But we were we were playing Dungeons and Dragons a few weeks ago, and I was like, we're going to totally watch Mannequin and the Doctor Who episode Blink, and you were like totally on that. Yes, I invited myself over. She did. She did We finally break our guest cherry. Is that disgusting? Yeah, sort of inadvertently. That's kind of disgusting, mm-hmm. that phrase, but we're going with it. Because I invited myself over. Hooray. Hooray. It's true. She did invite herself over. I did. So, often. Often. Frequently. She, she won't leave. No. Yeah, I hear you arguing really hard for her so, to leave. Should we have, uh, let's have Brian Watson Jones talk about this first. I, I'm my curiosity if I'm not going to put a table of contents because Don and I are both very similar in age and we've both seen yeah. Mannequin at yeah. some point. Yeah. 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 And that's actually kind of a funny jumping off point because I don't think I've seen Mannequin since it was either, since it was on cable. Yeah, exactly. Recycled on like even right. USA mm-hmm. or TBS. So, Brian, what made you think of these two? What was your choice? Well, it was. A dark and stormy night. No, it was actually fairly nice out, but I was bored. Um, 
I don't know why this pairing in particular. I mean, I'm, I had never seen Mannequin. I was familiar with it. I knew it existed. And since I have seen romantic comedies made in the 80s, I probably could have reconstructed Mannequin from guesswork and been pretty close to the final product. Mm -hmm. uh, except the dog. I should have thought of the dog, but I didn't. Um, obvious in retrospect. Uh, and the weird ancient Egypt prequel, which is really prologue, which is really not terribly necessary. No, in not in really. Hotep. Right. That was the thing. I should have paired this with the mummy. That would have been fun. <laughs> Sexy Kim Cattrall mummy versus monster mummy. I mean, you could have got rid of that whole like portion of Egypt, and like just, uh -huh. the concept could have been just her like as a spirit, like traveling through time and via mm -hmm. inhabiting artworks or whatever, whatever the plot was. So, I don't know what it was. So right. essentially, what you're saying is, don't dump the animated beginning. Well, I That's love the an animated beginning. Yeah. I don't know why she was like a cat or no, whatever. I have no well, why? Uh, Egyptian. I don't Egyptians like Cats. Well, nowadays, sure. nowadays, when this this kind of movie would come People out, people did a lot of cocaine in the eighties. Yeah, well, nowadays, and they voted for Reagan a couple of times. Ooh. If this movie would have came out now, it would have been he would have been having this conversation. We put it together, the thing would have came to life. They would have had hijinks. They'd have had their little stage like gangster moments or like surfer moments. <laughs> Except when people would have came up, he would still have been with a mannequin, and the whole question would have been like. Is he just like a really fucked up guy who's imagining this until the very end? And we're like, oh my god, it's magic! Right. Next well, it'll be the yeah, series of YouTube videos where he's like with a mannequin, and then everybody's on the comment threads are being like, what the, what the f, dude? What are you right, doing with this right. goddamn mannequin? Well, right. What's going on? And they would have had sex the first time they met. Sure. If right. it was modern day. Yeah. Or he would have walked that home. happens in real life. It wasn't even implied. He would have just walked yeah. home with the lower half of the mannequin at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> so the, yeah. the threadbare plot the here... <laughs> the threadbare plot here, because right. it's very threadbare. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Basic, uh, there's a dude who's a sculptor, and he's such an artist he can't hold down a real job. He makes a mannequin that he likes very much. She turns into a real girl. Hooray! Hijinks ensue for about 90 minutes... And then everybody can see her and they get married. And I had the feels for Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, you really I did. I totally did. I, I was mean, like, oh man, you're you're an artist. You're yeah, trying Josh, to make it work. Josh felt legit Josh, emotions about let's, this. Hold on. He emoted. Let's just put this out there right now at the beginning of this. I would like to make sure this is plain. Josh Humphrey had a bit of an emotional epiphany during this movie. He's I love this movie. This is called Toe Curling Epiphany. And yeah. when the movie when the credits rolled, this guy was just like Eyes back, you know. Lord Jesus, here we go. And he was just like, and I just this movie thinking, was Josh's Vietnam. <laughs> Inappropriate. Oh, too soon. Yeah. So I, I, I talked about this. I think I feel I, I spend a lot of time like building up my defenses and like my snobbery of like other yeah, movies. Yeah, those of you who listen to the Our Cloud Atlas Holy Motors episode, yeah, know that he's not lying here. That's the snobbiest like double bill we've done and like the last episode I was totally throwing basket case under the bus as much as I possibly fucking could and Mike Postle and you Le legitimately Mike. legitimately by the way <laughs> legitimately this will be my because last because that was the worst movie off. that we've watched on this podcast I am Seriously. so happy I showed up for tonight uh, like, you know, Basket you Case is one. like, you know, down here. Mannequin is like a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, for those who can't see it, his hand was very low. By the was, way. It was very and low. And very high. And Mannequin yeah. 
is not a fucking masterpiece. But, like, no. all of these, like, barriers that I have built up for, like, good art, Mannequin totally pierced through them somehow. <laughs> I have no idea how, but yeah, I love it. I'm that. sure this it wasn't is... the emotional toll of just finishing a semester of law school. No, it wasn't that. Thank no. you. No, I, I'm going to say Josh was just touched by the open-eyed wonder of it all. Yes. We don't get that so much these it was days. Andrew McCarthy was adorable. Yeah. Kim yep. Cattrall was, was adorable. Uh, Kim Hollywood Montrose was, was adorable. Hollywood. Meshach Taylor, Meshach Taylor of Designing Women, who went on to Designing Women. I'm sorry. If we can kibosh your rapture for a minute. And Estelle Getty? I mean, Estelle Getty was in this movie. Estelle fucking Getty was in this movie. Always the same person, always. James Spader was in this movie. Scott Moore was in this movie. There was other people in the movie, too. Um, so, your recollection. Oh, Actually, we curiosity. did just name 80% yeah. of the main people. What do you remember? Because, like, I, I told you during the movie, I said this was kind of like the sexy, yeah. I was 12 and 13 years old, yeah. and this was, like, as dirty as it got. And it was a mannequin wearing, like, bikinis. And it was like, ooh, mm-hmm. and, and, like, there's almost kissing, and it's like, I am, uh, there's kissing that might happen. I was like, oh, oh, but he's not going to, no, he's going to kiss, no, he's going to kiss. Oh, now the guy with the bulldog's going to come, no, okay. So, that was, like, exciting. So what do you remember? I mean, was this as exciting as it was for you, seeing it 10, 15 years after the fact? It, I, I mean, uh, back in the day, when I saw this back in middle school, it apparently wasn't as exciting for me as it was for you in your pants, because this wasn't a sexual revolution movie for me. Okay, <laughs> but well, this you're was, wrong. Well, you're young, yeah. I, apparently, and it still makes the pants a little comfortable. Yeah, well, I, yours too. You had the pillow over your lap while you were watching the movie. No, we no, saw that it. was the cat. Did you have um, a lady boner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally did. But um, for Ding. me, I mean, it was the like the whole crazy glasses, bright colors, you know, ridiculous amount of shoulder pads. And, I mean, and that's what I, of course, strove for. Well, if I can throw in a comment about Mikey Postle's dancing pants, I'd like to point out, I realized this during the movie, they managed to get the lead woman an extended nude scene right at the beginning because she's a mannequin. They can get away with it. But she was topless for a long time. She was, actually. With a a variety of well-formed asses. Yeah, as yeah, he chose the most of them were male her. asses, actually. Yeah. Serious ass cheeks going There were some, yeah. like, nice, like, but that, that, like, most mannequins nowadays are just, like, you know, stick figures or whatever. Right. Now, oh, these were, like, really defined mannequins. You haven't been to Macy's this Apparently Christmas. Apparently not. Well, yeah, there's, like, there's, like, pronounced nipplage oh, at, at, like, Why JC. is it so cold? Well, and, just, and what kind of a use is a fucking sweater poor mannequins if you can see up. fucking nipples <laughs> keeping you warm, eh? Bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah. Don't wear that in Canada. But the mannequin yeah, the the mannequin defense has always been a good way to slip nudity into movies. I remember there was a Charlie Chaplin movie that he got a lot of nudity into because it was a statue. I want to say it was City Lights, but there's this funny scene where he's he's looking at a, a naked statue in a shop window and doing this very subtle, like, looking away, oh, glancing at this nudity for a while. And it's like a two-minute scene. In the 30s, but they got away with it because it's a statue. It's a good bit, though. Yeah, it's a good. It's funny. I. It was like the second time I watched it where I realized, holy shit, they snuck nudity into a Mm. movie in the 30s Mm -hmm. because it's a store dummy. And they did the same thing here. Like, there's no human nudity, but there's a lot of toplessness. It's really. It's a really. No, it's it's an it's a goofy, it's a quirky movie. Oh yeah, it's a uh, no argument. It's, 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 it's I'm just cheesy. I'm just saying it probably set out. the stage yeah. for you really well to see. Yeah. And all the different like screen wipes that are going on, like the <laughs> circle right. screen wipes, the slide screen wipes, the and community the college wipes, the demo cartoon, video wipes, the cartoon intro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like that's it's. And I was like, this guy, well, this is like better off dead. The, the, the way they set up the past, you know, ancient Egypt. 
or Egypt, sometime in the past, just before lunch. All right, Whoa. we're gonna open with a stupid punchline. This is Enjoy where we the are. romantic yeah. comedy. Yeah, there's nothing. This movie doesn't take itself seriously no. at all. No. no, it realizes that it's a movie about a mannequin that comes to life. Helps and it's it just so like, much. Yeah, we're gonna go for it. Right. And our and our poor hapless guy, our poor hapless hero, <laughs> who is a who is a a romantic idiot. Uh, artistic soul artistic he's like I'm a sculptor but when we see him when we're introduced to him he's a romantic mannequin designer placer like not on this butthole not on this oh maybe this one and with these arms you know so he's Frankenstein right Mm-hmm. And so well, then Frank, he gets a job at, like, a pizza place, well, and then he's, Frank's like, fully putting together the pizza. Well, then the montage mm-hmm. is, like, he gets shit-canned from every job where he's showing his artistic bent, and he gets thrown out until he finally, like, wanders in front of the, the storefront, because in Philadelphia... In, in America's God, Philadelphia like, must have been so boring in it still is boring <laughs> the, the one shopping except mall except for the sandwiches yeah oh yeah. so the cheesesteak yeah. so in, in Philadelphia oh, yeah, the there's like this one shopping mall which is apparently abandoned what was it what was the title Prince's was it yeah, Prince's Prince yes, Company Prince's Company, Prince Company. Company. And, he, and he rescues a sign that almost hits Mm-mm. a golden girl yeah he didn't rescue the sign he rescued the golden <laughs> he rescued girl but he, he, he wrote it he wrote the sign he hugged it he wrote like a yeah, that's a very cartoon. Like yeah. he gave it the emotional instance, support it? it needed in this difficult time, no, and that I emotional support got his ass a job. It's right. very metaphorical. He rode the sign to success. That's a very '80s metaphor, right there. Too. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, like Wall Street. I Wall think Street all was the artists same should thing. watch Mannequin because I think it's a heartfelt because story. Because it's not like they're doing that. It shows them that they too they're can make it. It should be else. it should be a mannequin back to back with Wall Street. <laughs> Greed is good. And if you can ride and knock Estelle yeah. the gold girl out of the way, you'll get a job designing yeah. window dressings. Shove a woman and hug a sign and become the youngest vice president in company history. Because Hollywood Hen- from Hollywood Henderson guy. was not like making these these window dressings and no one's gonna come to our fucking mall Unless we have sexy window dressings, and this guy, this flamboyant guy with his sunglasses and his mismatched plaid neon colors, can't do it. And so, also, Andrew McCarthy comes along, and he's their fucking messiah. I think it's so funny that it's so easy to take down corporate culture by just being a window dresser. Yeah. Like, what, occupy... Four, occupy four good like, window dressings. Had, like, and the, totally and their closest tact. competitor sales go down windows. 89%. <laughs> the 99% fuck up mannequins. God damn it. <laughs> what I enjoyed about the movie, though, is if you think about... <laughs> I'm changing the subject. I mean, like, all the characters, like, which one weren't you emotionally attached to in a positive way? Besides the boss of what's-its-place. Yeah, the bader. What's the company's name? The bad... Uh, yeah, the bad Olestra. company. Olestra. 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 Very yeah. close to Olestra. Yeah. Because, like, we might as well call close. it Olestra. Olestra. Yeah, that's good basically enough. Whatever. whatever. Because even though like you had all these other characters, like the evil characters, blah, but they were still like, you kind of enjoyed them, and you still kind of rooted for them. Mm-hmm. And... The, the security. Yeah. Most of the security guard with yeah. his little cute English The bad guy from every police academy. Yeah, yeah. It was... And you still liked him. He had his... He was like, grr, 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 and this is a mannequin, I'm pretty sure. And when he's like, dog, attack, and the dog would never do what he said. Oh, I finally mm. figured out the parallel I've been trying to figure out. He's Chang from the third season of Community. Right. Where I'm a security guard, but I will be the king of the real police by catching this one guy. That's nice. That's a really good analogy. <laughs> I don't watch TV. 
No, I don't watch theater. Anyways, but Ken mm-hmm. Jung brings me down. Why'd you have to go to Ken Jung? Uh, Let's talk uh, about Andrew mannequin. McCarthy. <laughs> mannequin, mannequin. Fun. Funny. We just gave Josh Humphrey's vinegar bath. He's happy Aww. again. I'm happy again. <laughs> I did own a lot of Hollywood sunglasses though. No shit. Oh, of course. I, I love did. that he had a pair of sunglasses that swept to the left. And then the exact same pair of sunglasses that slept to the right. Yeah. It was amazing. And we almost never saw his eyes. Right. He actually has a set. Yep. He was the Geordie of the mannequin world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sunglasses were kind of important around that time. I don't know. Because the future was so bright. Yeah. Well, no, we had... (laughs) Even inside when you were... The the joke is is about, like, things like uh, Risky Business and Top Gun. You think about... Tom Cruise wearing his fucked up humongous Ray-Ban Wayfarers. Right. Oh, yeah. Single-handedly and, saving Ray-Ban from bankruptcy. Right. Yeah. And then I remember everybody had to wear Ray-Bans, and every movie from Real Genius, mm-hmm. uh, Top Gun was like, you're wearing your Ray-Bans. You're wearing them on top of your head. Mm-hmm. Wearing aviators. Them, uh, aviators on the back, like hooked into the mm-hmm. back of your shirt. I know. Stupid. So it, it stood to reason that in our cocaine-laden 80s that they were going to be wearing sunglasses inside or outside. At all hours, including mm-hmm. our friend Hollywood Meshack Taylor. Who was wonderful. Yeah. Who was... Absolutely wonderful. Really? Totes wonderful. He was totes. He was totes, totes not was a stereotypical... No, because no. he, no, he was, like... but he decided, you know what, I'm going to be every stereotype, and I'm going to be them all the way. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I found him kind of as a hero. I mean, because again, we were like, what, 12, 13? Yeah. I, I mean, no one I knew was out of the closet. Because right. again, yep, yep. there was there were very few characters in, like... At the time, big budget mainstream movies were homosexual that were not being portrayed in a shitty ass flamboyant yeah. method. Now, and I pointed this out at the very. I mean, there was there was no like, don't fucking touch me, man. Yeah, yeah. At the very, I mean, we're we're. What we're, was nice about it, it was just it was taking it was just he was there. Yep. Yeah, that's that was what was nice about it, and it was just like it was treated as if he was just a normal human being. Well, yeah, he and they also his he, shit, they also talked his about his his ex boyfriend. They talked about him mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. being gay. It wasn't just oh, here's the flamboyant guy with the kind of effeminate voice and the the really bright clothing. He's probably gay. No, yeah, he's, he's got an ex boyfriend who's kind of a douchebag. And, yeah, because mm-hmm. his boyfriend didn't like his thighs and like broke up with him. <laughs> yeah, and Girl, like, I mean there was a better. couple disparaging remarks where like one like lady called him I think a fairy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There was, oh, yeah. Uh, the non-cool, the Mary or something. But everybody yeah. seemed just one of those like cool weird slurs. This is in Philadelphia. Like, it seemed more like a New York kind of attitude, actually. Well, the it, whole thing felt like it was supposed to be New York. Yeah. It was probably cheaper to film in Philadelphia. It, you know, it was more than just like everyone was cool with it. There was a level of respect for that character. I mean, mm. he would literally snap his fingers, and people would either look away or get <laughs> well, out of his way. Or mm. I mean, he mm. could control it. Well, he was very like self-possessed. I think. Yeah. I think uh, people respected him for that reason oh yeah. cool yeah, yeah I, I, I mean that, for that, that, that was kind of like the introduction into my world of whoa, whoa mm-hmm. what is this also and my thing was at the very end because I was always about like the hero moments like in Star Wars getting the medals put on blah 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 at the very end he's in the in the wedding and I was like he goes yeah, over and he's just like he's just like giving him a huge ass hug and I'm going okay what is there to be afraid of again? There's nothing, nothing. to be mm-hmm. fucking afraid right. of. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. He's just another guy in this movie. He's another hero. A hero, yeah. In this mm-hmm. fucking movie. Because he bought the time. And we're all we're all sitting there, and I admit, I'm watching, the, re-watching this, I'm like, oh, God. We were so fucking cruel and so fucking terrible. And 
to a huge extent to Hollywood, but then also to a lesser extent to James fucking Spader. Oh my god. The man, the man who had at least a half a gallon of Crisco in his hair. Yeah, layer he just, it it, down. It's really hard to have a bad comb over when you got a full head of hair, but he pulled it off. Yeah, he, he did. did. And we haven't said it yet, but I think, and we, we all mentioned it, it's all in our minds. Guys, let's, let's just be real. Can we have, we're all friends. I think that Mannequin, and we all think that Mannequin, my friends here, would make a fantastic stage adaptation. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Everybody, are we all we're, the same Where is where's the Broadway musical? Where is the Broadway it's, musical? It's halfway written already. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Legally Blonde, we have Mannequin. Yeah, and okay. it's, who decided it's, Dirty Rotten Scoundrel should be a musical before the 80s musical romantic comedy the with a dancing beats, mannequin? The beats are all there. The, okay. the fucking, the, uh, everybody, uh, the emotions are all there. The this great choreography you could do with a person who has to freeze when oh, somebody yeah. looks at them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. And, and how the stage man- magic of spinning someone past like a pillar and having an actual mannequin in their hands yeah. in the other end. The, the, the showstopper Here's number of, the showstopper number that we all goofed around with, uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Doy. Doy. That's right there. Curtain right. Call. This is like, this is kind of like how to succeed in business without re- really trying. Well, yeah, but the you get the nostalgic money of the the flashy part of the 80s yeah so exactly um that's free my broadway. name that's free that's broadway free. <laughs> my name is mike just Postle. make it happen uh sign me a check give bitch. us a give us a special thanks no no i want to play kim cattrall <laughs> otherwise this is going to be him yeah uh hey jeff d larson uh jeff d larson <laughs> at fringefestival.org this is going to be our fringe orphans if we don't get a spot. I have no oh. idea if Jeff Larson listens, but if he does, I hope he did. I, I can make him that. listen. You can? I can think I could. Be subtle about I it. I want him to be startled when his oh, name comes okay. up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't listen, Jeff. No one wants you Not to Not reverse listen. psychology. Subtlety. <laughs> but reverse psychology works on Jeff really well. <laughs> All right. Anywho. So, um... Back to the subject. It was, I mean, it was fun. It was kind of fun to revisit. And yeah, it was. It was, I mean, I love, here's the thing. You talk about uh, Holy Motors and how you really dig getting to the intermission section, right? And you're just like, I love, and I saw, I, I mean, on Fabook, I even saw you were like, when people get to the, the accordion intermission, you just like to mm. watch people and how they react. Well, my friend Sarah you Heller watched it recently, yeah, like for her uh, like uh, movie so run that she does every year, where sure. they just sit around for the weekend okay. after Thanksgiving and just watch movies. And it was the last movie they watched. Oh, yeah. And it ends with, of course, him going home. Yeah. And with meeting with the, you know, the monkey family. With the monkeys. Yeah. And like uh, she was, I was just like, what a perfect way to end like a 20-some movie marathon with this huge what-the-fuck moment. <laughs> and and for me, it was just like, it was it was a nostalgia, for me it was a nostalgia piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don and I were chatting about like yep. watching this on, on cable when we were kids and, you know, Brian Watson Jones came in, but watching, and I, I, it could be the fact that he's done with finals for his law school, but I like seeing Josh be foot clappingly effusive about the end, saying, I loved it! I loved it. <laughs> I loved watching him be almost offended at how much he was feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like, I yeah. kind of get angry. I don't want to be me! <laughs> he kind of got angry at the characters for liking them so much. It was like the Grinch getting his, like, joy diarrhea <laughs> and inside. And then his heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> 
after you watched Manic. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm really happy. My left arm's tingly. I gotta lie down. So now we've discovered... It's true. I felt really bad at myself for liking this movie. <laughs> like what you like, whatever. It's true, and Call I forget a... that sometimes. Put it in the guilty pleasure column if you have to it feel better about yourself. It is an incredible yeah. guilty pleasure. This might be one this. I mean, I feel like this would be one that you would, like, behind everybody's back, be like, I'm gonna see if they have this fucker on Blu-ray. And then get it and say, what's your holiday movie du jour? Love Actually? Charlie Brown Christmas? And Josh would be like... You know, I think that um, Schindler's Mannequin is a mannequin is a feel-good movie. And sometimes, here's as a palate cleanser, Mannequin Two on the move. All right, here's what you do. There's a Mannequin Two. The only continuing character is Hollywood. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You get Mannequin. You get Holy Motors. You show both of those on a date sometime. And if he likes them both equally, you, you marry, marry him. him. Yeah. yeah. Get a prenup, though. <laughs> yeah. You marry him. Right. Well, you're a lawyer. You can sketch up a yeah, prenup. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. probably... That Legal may, Zoom. You you're maybe a there. year away from that, but yeah. you, you'll probably have to do one for practice. Disclaimer, Josh is not an actual lawyer at the moment. No, no. no. He's more of a lawyer than any of the rest of us. This is the yep. disappearing ink. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so... Mannequin was awesome. Yes, Mannequin. It mannequin was fun was to rewatch ten it. years later. It was ten fun out of ten. to, like, hang out with people who've never seen mm. it before. And yeah. I'm sure I've seen it. portions of it over the years, but I can't remember, like... I remember the really. video more than anything. The oh, yeah. stupid yeah. Jefferson... Ever since Eric, you, Jefferson like, Starship. announced yeah. your, like, double bill, I don't... I think I've listened to that song way too many times. <laughs> just because, like, I'll think about it. I'll think about, like, oh, yeah, Brian's doing that song. Oh, I have to go listen to that song. Yeah, now. I just remember it. I've seen... Like commercials for when it was going to be on Fox on a Saturday afternoon. Or right. I never, I right. never watched the movie, but I remember the commercials where you get like the highlights of movie things. And since I stopped watching broadcast TV, I don't get that with movies anymore. So and it was a strange PG fucking thirteen. This was considered like a mildly like elevated. It was pretty risque. I mean, a bit yeah, risque. there was some risque stuff. But yeah. around, I mean, a few years before One the risque, the, the the risque movies, I remember watching because they had the F word. Were things like dreams. The what? The boobies. What? Boobies. Oh, yes, I do have boobies. Thank um, you, Brian. <laughs> dreams <laughs> touch. Dreamscape or uh, Indiana Jones and <laughs> Temple of Doom. What? Yeah, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, Dreamscape, Gremlins, all PG 13, oh. all like kind of risque, scary, mm. dirty, scary. something like Oh, yeah, Gremlins. This one was a PG 13 movie. Which was really kind of harmless in the big picture. Oh, yeah, picture. it's right. completely yeah. harmless. Nothing in it except for like a couple of like maybe. Randomless mannequins. Well, just, it just goes to show you one that MPAA is much point. more scared of any kind of sexual sexual content than actual violence. One right, dude yeah. got his ball smacked when a door opened by a Getty. It's true, yeah. Huh. I wonder if it was the Hollywood character, though, that it made might it. Have been. Probably because he's talking about his ex-boyfriend. And his thighs. Well, and he did talk about how his was bigger than theirs when he was shooting him down with his hose. <laughs> oh, I missed uh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. the comments he says. Yeah. That's what got the PG-13. Uh, uh, penis. Penis. Oh, All right. Anywho. Yeah. Shall yeah. we move on? Let's take a break. Let's, let's, let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about Doctor Who and Blink. Cool. Doctor Who, Blink, from the third season of the the 
reboots? Not really a reboot. They're continuing continuity. New the generation. modern series. It's a regeneration yeah. of Doctor Who, yeah. Right, yeah. the Moffat. The Moffat series. Um, it's a third season episode. It's very standalone. It's actually... When I started watching Doctor Who, uh, my girlfriend showed it to me. I'd wanted to see it for years, but this was one of the first episodes she showed me because it's very standalone, it's very approachable, mm-hmm. and really good and really pretty freaky scary. Mm-hmm. So I went diametrically opposed. We went from romantic comedy to horror. Reactions. Because none of you had seen this before. It's a very effective no. like, I, I episode of like horror. It, mm-hmm. it, it felt like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, The Outer Limits. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but With... it was better than the Twilight episode of Mannequins coming to life. So I'm happy we didn't do that one. So thank you for yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, the yeah. what? The Twilight Zone episode where mannequins, mannequins come to would life? come to life and they'd have a year to live? Well, there's even a Doctor Who episode where mannequins come to life. There's right. the very first episode of the yeah. new series. There's even... Uh, there... You're right. It's true. Yeah. Right. I skipped Do you know why I skipped that one? Partly because it's not it as sucked. good. And partly because they have guns that fire explosives in their hands. Or it's just come out of nowhere yeah. and has no reason. Yeah, that 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 uh, episode has a lot of baggage with it too. Right. Right? Oh, it's rebooting just, the whole series. It's the very first one. It is. Oh, come on, yeah. guns that shoot explosives uh, in their hands. Most sucks. mannequins aren't built with those. But if they just been got, strangling people in freaky, it might have been the pair. Too. It got them. It got the series off. Which mm-hmm. I mean, it got it off and running. I think Rose got them off. Hey oh. Okay, so anyways, blank. This reminds blank. me of the uh, also just speaking of mannequins. This reminds me of that little micro episode horror. That's like the six-minute or seven-minute horror movie you showed where the guy who's been driving all night and he's... Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. That would have been a neat one. Yeah, I'll show the, that to you. Well, it's you. only like six minutes long. Mannequins are scary this. things. Mannequins, because they're yeah. not people, but they're people. That's really, like, yeah. yeah. That would have been... That been yeah. Well, maybe we pair that with the nesting consciousness. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That was... Yeah, that was fantastic. And... Uh, Don and I were talking about this again because we are the senior citizens, clearly of the group. You are, yeah. <laughs> By like, <laughs> you're like twenty four years. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not the years; it's the mileage. But as an old yeah, Hoovian, when I met you, you were ten. Oh, something like God, that. God, yeah. I crossed so many lines. You this, did. I, I, yeah, it was fucking creepy. It I was really it. creepy. I, I was really surprised. It. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I mean, I hate to say as a nerd, I have never seen it before either. But yeah. boy, did oh, I I'm so proud to have been the one to show it to so, you. So, yeah. Uh, quick, uh, you want to give a quick summary? Sure. Uh, so Blink is, um, it's a time travel puzzle box, basically. A, a character, new character, she's not a part of the established continuity of the series or anything. Part of the reason that makes this very approachable. Uh, is just doing some urban spelunking, taking some photos of an abandoned house. Finds a message to her by name from 1969. And that sets her off on a path that ends with her fighting... Uh, alien creatures that, when they're observed, turn into statues. So when you look away, when you blink, they move. And pretty effectively. They're mm-hmm. a very good villain because mm-hmm. it starts off very subtle, which doesn't make it any less creepy. Mm-hmm. And they have to battle this using these these puzzles and clues left over by the Doctor, who's trapped in 1969 and sending information forward the only way he can through people who get older through messages on walls that aren't going to get torn down, through hidden video that ends up on DVD extras, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hidden deep within the coding Do, of them. She gets like a list of like 17 movies where mm-hmm. like these uh, these Easter eggs are in where mm-hmm. the doctor is sending her a message. I really wanted to have that list of 17 movies that she actually owns. Yeah. 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 They probably the Little the Mermaid. Yeah. Well, good job, Doctor, if you got it onto a Disney DVD. Yeah, well, right. Right. Hey. I mean, I think that the DVD Easter eggs was a really nice way to segue into it. I 
think yeah. before we speculate, it would have been... Oh, by the way, these are a lot of spoilers. Nonsense. Oh, well. Nonsense. Oh, well. Hey, welcome to Dumb Buzzkill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it could have been, it could have been like a list, like... You didn't give a spoiler for Manic. <laughs> Right. Well, the, the ripping well, like I said, I'd never seen it. I could have written it myself just from it being a romantic comedy in the 80s. So sure. what's this? What's the shtick? She's a mannequin. Boom. I'll write this three quarters accurate without trying. Well, that's I guess I guess that is kind of my issue with what I saw the very first time I watched uh, the reboot of Doctor Who yeah. was just we start in this series. We start in the sh- we start in the episode and you're like, she's urban spelunking. Oh, um, wait, you you is, have a bit. We're talking about Blink now. Yeah, yeah Blink. Blink is, we have, yeah. You have a bit of a history with geocaching and, and I guess urban spelunking is a long, long held dream of mine. Ooh. Right. Um, so, but she it's she instinctively seems to like rip rip rip, and she knows. And we're like, okay, what what world? And they set up. It's creepy. We we're unsettled. We don't know. But she seems to like get a lot of clues that don't have to be part of the seventeen. Uh, Easter egg thing. Mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. thought it would be. I mean, I don't know if they if Moffat had a problem with it, but it, yeah, it could have been neat if she like said, "Oh, maybe I need to go to this building that got you know demolished, and now there's a new building, and we know blah blah blah." And just not just the Easter egg. Like we know there's a video that you can watch and have a conversation with. So uh, she ends up having a protracted conversation with one of these Easter eggs that was uh, transcribed, and uh, she kind of figures things out. For my part, the 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 money shot in the entire episode. What the money Did shot? Did you watch something different than I watched? The money shot was when they were trying to get into the TARDIS, oh. the blue box, and the uh, strobe effect was going on. Oh yeah, that was mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. That was lovely. Approaching, <sighs> killing the light bulb. Yeah, and that was absolutely lovely. If anybody's listening to this podcast right now, uh, Carrie Mulligan. My my cohorts here don't seem to know who Carrie Mulligan is. I only know her from this episode. Or Namish, or from the episode. And I was like, Carrie fucking Mulligan! You know, and Carrie, Carrie Mulligan has like a very, a very esteemed uh, filmography. And I found out that this was actually kind of early on before she did things like an education. Or uh, the upcoming uh, being Desmond Wellen uh, for the Coen brothers. She was in Shame... Uh, that Steve McQueen movie with Michael Fassbender, and she's just riveting. I'm sorry, I just yeah, I she's think she's, well, she's so a good actress, very fantastic good. to watch. And moreover, it's not just because like she's pretty, blah blah. She's like her her fear, her her talking to this well, guy yeah, who was, was hitting a, on her. It was a great and then she role. Goes she to had s- a lot of colors to play with. She had fear, she had flirtation, yeah. she yeah. had mm-hmm. awkwardness, she had anger. She and this guy who she I mean, goes was to... a good, like, uh, you know, pilot for her. Oh. Right, right. It's just an incredible an entry piece. And she yeah. also, but she had really good hair and makeup, too. As an actor, that does make or break you. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And she she looked great. That scene with the uh, the elder cop, the elder uh, detective inspector, mm-hmm. you know, when he's in bed, mm-hmm. and then... Mm-hmm. Billy, and I was just like, uh, uh, just was kind of heartbreaking because yeah. you see him like a second before. And spoilers, I thought that scene was going to be creepy, and, and it, it wasn't. didn't. And it didn't. It turn was out really to be. Well, sweet. Well, that scene is great because the the way the angels. This is the and I mean creepy and not like oh that's scary creepy. I mean like creepy and kind of like an awkward kind of strange. Oh yeah. Way. Well, the the. The scary thing about the angels, they're one of the few Doctor Who villains that doesn't, like, kill you or take over your body and destroy your mind or something. They send you to the past so you live to death. Mm-hmm. You, you lose your life here. And seeing him that bed, that moment between him 
and mm -hmm. Sally, that was the moment where you really feel that. Like, he just lost almost 38 years. But he, he lost 38 years though. of his life. No, he, he got did. a whole new life, yeah. but he lost this one. Yeah, he lost, he lost all the potential that was there. He got a great second place prize. Well, Everybody who we witnessed going into the past exactly. gets a nice, happy life. They did. But they lose all their potential they had here. They have to start over someplace new. Yeah, but Which I, is... I thought that, I mean, like the doctor said, they kill you in the kindest way possible. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's almost it's like they strange, deliberately, like, It's a villain you. you actually have to think about. Yeah. Because none of these people, like, they didn't, she didn't, um, her friend didn't go back in time to 1920 and get burned as a witch or something. Exactly. Nobody got sent back to ancient Rome and killed in a, killed by a lion. The, they get sent back and get to live pretty good lives but they lose everything here. It's a thinker sort of villain. Well, they you have, have to, to figure out, like, what feed. would that... Is that bad? It's bad. Is it bad? But well, it if really they send them back to get killed, they lose that whole, like, life energy that they're supposed to thrive on. Right, right? their potential energy. The potential yeah. energy. Yeah. At the same time, it's just it's, like... It, it's sort of a... Uh, uh, they're kind of dicks. Well, they yeah. are. I mean, I'm going to agree with them being dicks, but it's like they dumped her in a, the main one chick in a meadow, and here she fell into the arms of her husband. Like, how many nice people would guy. like to be, you know, dumped, you know, how many years in the yeah. past just to fall in like the right arms? Guy. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like, they might be dicks, but they're kind of nice. Yeah. But, kinda nice yeah. dicks. So, uh, I'm going to dump all my money into this weird little dot-com company. Mm. <laughs> Called Apple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan says, I don't have to work for the rest of my life. <laughs> So I mow the lawn at the local high school. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I, I really enjoyed, I totally enjoyed Blink. I did too. Really enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it and I feel it gives me a little bit of like forward momentum to actually watch more Doctor Who. No. It's not all that quality. No, it's Some not. of it's much No, lower. I understand that. But that's not, it's not like the only high point in an ocean of shit. No, yeah. there, there's stuff you have to work more for. This was the most standalone. You can mm -hmm. just watch this story, never see any more, and you understand it. But I mean, how cool would it have been? Like, let's just imagine like this one moment that none of us had ever even like the the, the first time it had ever even played on air, and all of us freaking our brains out on right. that one because it's like I knew enough about the storyline. This made me feel like I actually understood like who fandom finally like, oh, in terms of right. like how it actually like functions well, and yeah, works that's the sort of thing. everybody it, actually gets out of it. It's a relatively low budget BBC series, so they have to be clever. And they were mm -hmm. they did a great job. Super duper clever. But you know what this this one this is how this got me in the feels. In in respect to... Are you talking about your pants again? Yes. Oddly, no. Oh, and I like to talk about pants. Yeah, I like talking yeah. about my kick. No, so... I'm wearing pajamas. Okay, you are. On. I remember uh, the last time I think I got really totally invested I in a genre games. show. That's my job. Uh, we might have mentioned before, was X-Files. Mm -hmm. And X-Files, mm -hmm. I remember starting to watch in, when it was first debuted in 92-93. Uh, and my old man was like really big in, and nobody knew what the fuck it was about. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, he goes, I don't, that guy, the FBI guy, he might be an alien. His friend, the redhead, she's a doctor and she doesn't believe him. And we sort of went around with, went, went along with mythology. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like you said, there's like hits and fucking misses. Oh, that, yeah. And you guys can admit oh, that. Oh, there's a not dozen just, episodes not just like the, files not that just made the of gold. And when there's we, some that are, oh. Right. Oh. Not just the shit that like we started with and we're like, oh. And then like to later seasons and like when oh. magazines were, like, went crazy with like, he's going to this, he's doing movies or whatever. Yeah. Uh. This one made me feel like this was like a pure mythology series, a standalone, like you said, 
that was something you could enjoy just sitting down in front of the television and get what the whole flavor was mm -hmm. and get freaked mm -hmm. out enough to be like, mm, okay. And we, we had enough uh, as an audience, as the four of us, as an audience, <laughs> enough of us going, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I got to say, my favorite part of watching you, because none of you had seen it. I had seen it a couple of times. My favorite part of watching you watch it is it started with it started with some bad loading from Netflix streaming first off so there was room oh to, yeah that's right <laughs> so there was there was room for goof offs and there was still re residual goof off energy from watching an eighties rom com mm. and watching all of that vanish <laughs> not because I was being a douchebag about it and yelling for at you once. but right but because okay. the the momentum of the episode was sweeping y'all up it was really it was, it was, it was really, really cool. effective in that yeah. way that mm. it just kind of dispelled that yeah. Yeah, the grab assery went to a minimum there's time to be, yeah. No, it was time for me personally. I'm like, I didn't, I had no area to cut wise. I was quiet, yeah. which is a shitty say. But you know, we were we were really cutting wise on yeah. mannequin quite yeah. a bit. Cool. We were having a lot of fun with that. Oh, right? yeah. Well, it's a movie built for it. Yeah. But this one had, this one packed a lot into a 40 minute episode. This one had like messages behind wallpaper. Mm. Yeah, this man. Had, perfect length. Like, yeah, perfect it length. It really yeah, was. Not like, too long. Terror, didn't overstay its welcome. It was just yeah. there. Look well, over your shoulder. What? And you're like, but and as soon as she said that, you're like, "There's a fucking statue there." <laughs> there was nothing. She's like, "Look over," and you're just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" It's so. Yeah. I mean, there was like messages, and mm -hmm. finally, finally, uh, spoiler alert! I figured out what all the fucking nerds were saying about time is really you know wibbly wobbly oh, timey wimey. Timey wimey. Ah, I finally know where that quote is I from. I finally yeah. know where that quote yeah. is from. Well, my favorite quote from this episode is the perfect summation of Doctor Who. Um, this is my time uh, detecting thing. It goes bing when there's stuff. Yes. <laughs> that is literally all the explanation you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you find the guy who went in the past? Well, he built a thing that goes bing. Yep. He could have put in a whole bunch of really long words to make up a scientific nope. explanation, and nobody yeah, they could have techno babbled it. Yeah, which no, nobody needed that. Which nobody was basically needed a single a word. Flashlight. <laughs> I know. Yeah, with it, like a little speaking a spell. A it's a flashlight side. built into a lunchbox with a lunchbox. It had a fan on it. It had like a fan spinning thing on it. Yeah, and it was an eight millimeter reel. Yeah. It's like right, and that's it. And it can also microwave an egg at thirty paces. Learn to stay away from hens. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Oh, that's call. what the line was. I kind of missed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing. He the stuff <laughs> well, he, oh, he, in a recent episode, he had another device that was like, um, this will detect any shapeshifter nearby and also can microwave any meal within 20 yards and can read comics from the future. I never really know when to stop. <laughs> oh, Explanation of the read. doctor. Yeah. Ray, I know what you would read, too. I know what but, I would read. But, you know, that that's it. Like, this is... He's got this incredible technology that we really don't need to even fake any details about. He's got it. Good enough. Because we're keep gonna going to buy it. It's the yeah, doctor. No, we're, we're not in, driver, We're going to buy yeah, it. Yeah, we're not in this show for the realistic prediction of where, how future technology is going to go. We're in the yeah. show for, you know, whatever the plot of the episode is. Oh, and if it's, it's like good, we just need to get past it. Yeah. Well, it's like whenever you get diagnosed with anything in Star Trek, you're decomposing on a molecular level. Mm -hmm. Constantly. <laughs> like, let me well, I am my tricorder over you. Oh, I'm decomposing on a molecular level. Yep, that's what my tricorder oh, says. Giving off an unusual level of tachyons. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, She's from blah. the past. I would oh, love yeah. if like somebody in a Star Trek episode said, yeah, my tricorder says stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my tricorder went bing. Yeah. Oh, oh it went well, pink. That's not, No, it's more of a red. Oh, no, it's pink. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to have to give you an injection of the blue stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh god, what there was a 
Wait, that's J.J. We, really, Star Trek, basically. We've really wandered away, but there's a uh, British television show, I can't remember right now, uh, sketch comedy, where they... Faulty it, Towers. No, recent. Um, oh. Where it's two guys who write a medical drama without really knowing any, anything about medicine. <laughs> so a guy comes in, he's really sick and he needs medicine. And you see a, a glass jar with fluid in it that's labeled medicine. <laughs> and they give him some, it's like, oh no, we gave him the medicine that makes him worse and not the one that makes him better. <laughs> oh no. Dun, 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 dun. Doctor, we've got a thing, and you have a coat on. Come over here. That sort of thing. Oh. Those wacky Brits. Brits. Anyway. Are you ready to take Blink. another break? I think... I think well, quick, um, any final thoughts on Blink yeah. I think John Cleese was my gateway Brit. I don't remember him in Blink, but awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he played Angel number three. Oh! That's the tall one like that walked you didn't, funny. You didn't recognize him because <laughs> <Yeah. 'cause, laughs> You didn't recognize him because he shaved his mustache. Ah. Oh. No. And he's he really... covering it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like a... <laughs> the mustachioed angel. Yeah, he walked funny, though. That's how I knew it was well, him. Well, now what yeah. I'm doing for Convergence next year. The mustachioed... The angel. John Cleese angel. John Cleese... Oh. John Cleese angel. as a weeping angel. John Cleese the Hoovian. The John Cleese weeping angel funny <laughs> Let's, I would love to see that. Let's take a break and fully compare these bad boys. Most deaf. So comparing Blink with Mannequin. Yes. Um, <laughs> the the gateway into this was... English. Was the Uncanny Valley, which I'll... I think that's what it was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the, well, they spoke it. They did speak English. Okay. Coincidence. Go on, go on. Coincidence only. <laughs> um, Uncanny Valley, I feel like I should explain. Uh, the Uncanny Valley is... It's mostly referred to in um, modern robotics. Uh, when you've got a robot that's just, you know, blinking lights and metal framework and everything, that that's not... It, it's in humanoid form, but not human. That's fine. Nobody's bothered by that. When you've got these, um, like the demonstration models that you see at, at Japanese tech conventions, where they're they've got skin and they sort of look right, but something's just off. The skin's too waxy. The eyes are dead. Whatever. That's Uncanny Valley. When it looks close enough to human to get really unsettling, mm. it's still not quite right. There's something wrong. I so this was. The intro to this was sort of that uncanny valley of we've got statues and mannequins, things that look human but aren't. Because I thought you picked this just because when you look at things, they stop moving. Yeah, yeah that's what I yeah. No, that, that's the only way that these was things... Was that just a happy coincidence? <laughs> that was, because that's the only way you have any tension, either romantic oh. comedy tension or horror tension. If they keep moving, it's like, oh, there's a moving statue. Run. Oh. But, but if, if you look at them, they don't if, move. Yeah. If it and just sort of sneaks up on you because it keeps being a statue closer, Sonny, that's tension. Okay. If, if she just came to life and she was a mannequin and now she's alive, the movie's fifteen. Well, I mean that's long, a good most like, of that's flashback. thing to bring up because every time like she stops moving, there's tension. Every time the angels stop moving, there's tension. Like I mean, oh, that's... I don't know. When the angels were moving, there was tension too. Yeah. Well, except you I never was, saw. But you it. never saw. It. Yeah, yeah. But I was that's imagining actually, it. That's in actually my head. a pretty popular that's... fan theory because there's a lot of times in the episode when the angels are frozen and no one's looking at them. Except the viewer. Oh, you just made my head explode. I was thinking about that as we were watching. Yeah. Oh, or, you know, no. maybe a bird or something. It's any uh, living. Yeah, thing. I mean, like, what, what stops the angels? Like, it has are there, like, insects? Can, like, does it have to be, like, human-like yeah, type sentient. vision or what? Could be a bird, what kind of vision could be a chipmunk, could be a housefly. Yeah. It, the, the rules are a little loose, especially uh, in the sequels. Are people, like, come, I mean, are they, are they trying to get towards people to look at them to give them more life? You know, like, I mean, what, what, well, they have they... to get close. 
they have to get close to you to do things. But if you're like, if you're like this guy, and he's like, I'm staring, I'm staring, I'd be like, I'm backing the natural fuck out of the room and stopping to stare, and I'm running away quickly now. Fuck off. It's the same thing with Kim Cattrall. I mean, there's that whole scene where they're listening, like those three women at the bathroom, Mm. and like, could they hear Kim Cattrall in there? They well, they could. The security guard heard her when she was on. Did they just think it was Andrew McCarthy, like kind of doing a voice? Yeah, Yeah, they did. It was a very, it was very mannequin again. Yeah. 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 I, I, I kind of so the rule seemed to be with mannequin. her is just like you know normal vision, but sound is fine. Like yeah. mean, like other things can alert other Again, people. The to rules the are presence. a little loose. It's true. Admittedly, her rules were something based sort of on Egyptian gods. I, I don't. Guess. I don't oh, yeah, want totally. mannequin to be completely logic proof because no. it's not going to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we don't want the doctor. Nobody's to be written the science of mannequin. Oh, oh wait, no, the science I'm, of mannequin. No, done I'm by sorry. A professor. They've written the physics of Star Trek, but they I know. Written the physics of mannequin. That's for sure. Physics of superheroes that was written by a professor. I just started that. The bottom line is, I really don't want to have Josh's. Toe curling joy and mannequin to be destroyed no. by over analytics. Correct. Well, he it was. Would, he it was can't. It can't. Cuddling. It's nonsense to do it. He was clapping. He talked to his Barbie doll and said, "Someday you'll come alive." <laughs> no, that was his Ken doll. That's <laughs> right. Doll. I yeah. was Saint Mattel. Anyway, <laughs> but I, uh, I no, but I yeah. think no. I, well, the nice, it's nonsense to try to do that. It's nonsense. Well, it's a nonsense movie. Yeah, it's a nonsense well, that's movie. my point. If you and try so to is, analyze it logically, you're an idiot. And and so it's of course, Who. of course, it's a sci-fi yeah. episode. I mean, I just want something that blips when you get nearby and don't bring it close to chickens. Right. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's it. It Living was lovely. That... They were both. It was a lovely pairing. It was like Very cheese and so. wine, which we had. Which we did have. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that I had a lot of wine during Mannequin. That yeah, was you great. Did. <laughs> yeah, I think you that need, might have contributed. You needed to why yeah. I enjoyed it. Mm. You should have watched it. It got your barriers down. Yeah. It didn't make you enjoy it, but it let it's it so, let it was you a, it not was, over. It was a mannequin it. lubricant. <laughs> oh no! Oh, there's a phrase that's gonna stick. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening to whatever this know. podcast we is called. Have, is there any other final comparisons we have to make here? I don't know if well, there I is. Think, I think the traditional question is who did it better? Who did what better? Who exactly. Did what better? <laughs> it's, it's apples mannequins. and oranges here. We had rom, we had, we had rom-com and horror. Yeah. But who did the uh, look away in the inanimate thing is alive? Oh, yeah. Doctor Who did it. Doctor Who did that. Doctor Who Doctor Who really, really had the emotions. Like going. if Mannequin introduced the genre, Doctor Who perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you guys were talking about Pygmalion. That introduced yeah. the genre at least because that's ancient Greece. And that's, yeah. I mean, if you go on IMDb and you look it up, it's going to say something along the lines of Pygmalion, and, and yeah. it's like. Mm-hmm. And you and you get it because this guy is talking to this mannequin he's putting together and tells her how beautiful she yeah. is and how yeah. perfect. It's, and it's and... not and oh fuck, I can't believe I'm dissecting this much. So <laughs> it's not like he discovers a mannequin who is like this this mm-hmm. statue. The the car fucking tune at the beginning establishes yeah. that this person has like traveled through statues or, or yeah, reincarnations like she was a through art. She did Christopher Columbus her entire life. Yeah. And he has to put together the 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 righteous stack that becomes mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall. Did you just say righteous stack? He did sure. say that. Wow. He jengas. He's referring to her body. Oh. He jengas. He jengas her up, and next thing mm-hmm. you know, he's got 
he's got his Pygmalion. It would be hilarious if he jangered her up with one really beefy arm. <laughs> so she had this one really so strong. So yeah, King Cattrall, yeah, the yeah, prep yeah, for the you, movie, you would have to do, really like, she's like a Trondor. One arm, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. I really wish really you guys could see Dawn. Coming out of the back of her neck <laughs> no, there. No, Dawn. Yeah, I mean, and a really good mouth, good jaw muscles. Yeah, she needs that, too. Because really, if you can build a statue to come to life, why do you pick a human being? Why do you pick a normal human being? There's plenty of those just walking around. Yeah, I know, I know. And you could pay a good 20 bucks for any of them, right? Yeah. Maybe not. The movie could have taken a complete turn for the worst. I, mean, I don't have 20 bucks, so I can't test it now. If it was, if it was you know, a, a, trying to follow Andrew McCarthy's career path, and, you know, here he is, like, trimming a topiary and, like, this... Fucking grass, yeah, grass rabbit. Yeah, he fucks a grass rabbit or he fucks a pizza. No, he he manages to walk off with a mannequin. I had some pizza. I would probably fuck. Not mm. for long. Yeah, well, not for long, but it I mean, was that good. Term, but it was that good. It might be like breakup pizza, like you know. Yeah. Oh, I've months. always had breakup pizza. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I said I do breakup shoes, but that's for another podcast. American Pie, Brian mm. Watson Jones. God, I hope not. American DSW. Oh, DSW. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know what else I have to say. It yeah. was good. I'm kind of done. It was good. It was good. good. We had good food. We had good yeah. food. We yeah, enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, so what do you have on the docket next, brother? Uh, yeah, my, what do we got? Ooh. It's my turn next. Yes, it is. And I was going back and forth between a couple things, including Pearl Harbor and The Wind Rises, but I do not want to do that to The Wind Rises. I do not want to disparage Miyazaki's swan song with <laughs> Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do uh, Saving Mr. Banks oh, uh, paired with uh, Escape from Tomorrow. Interesting. So what that is is, of course, you know, Disney's brand mm-hmm. piece, Saving Mr. Banks, paired with something that was kind of done under Disney's radar and that they won't acknowledge, like, officially. So mm-hmm. I thought that would be kind of interesting and to see, like, one versus the other, so we'll see how that how that goes, and hopefully we can get together and do that. Some because we're gonna have to go to a movie, and then we're gonna have to come back and like go see another movie. We sit down. I think we think it's available before. on video on demand. So is it on video on demand? Or is Escape it from Tomorrow is I think. okay. Well, we've done that sort of pairing before with Godzilla and Pacific Rim. So That's true. We have we, we've been able to change location and not forget who we are. <laughs> Fuck all the new. Guys. I have a problem with that actually. And the new Godzilla coming out so close. It's a great uh, trailer for the new Godzilla. It is. Yeah, we'll pair the one reboot of Godzilla with the other reboot of Godzilla and a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and I'm invited to that one, right? You, you, wanna you want to be invited to that be, one? You want to be if invited? If there's a bottle of Jack Daniels, yes. All right. Oh. So yeah. if there's booze, Don's invited. I'm in. Okay. I'm bringing a blanket and a pillow, and I'm going to pass out for we'll, the first one. We'll also be pairing a bottle of Jack Daniels with a big hammock, I guess. Oh. Well, I mean, you could pass out during the first Godzilla, that the, the remake that they made, or with... The Matthew what, Broderick? With the Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Broderick's Godzilla. Oh, poor Jean Renault. He's too good for that sort of thing. It's true, he is. Oh, well. All right. Poor guy. This has been Double Bill. <laughs> you can listen to Anna Weggle's work, who did the theme song at AnnaWeggle.com. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Share this podcast on Twitter, yeah. Facebook, what have you. Please do. <laughs> oh, so how are, we gonna, how are we ending this one? We're going to end this it, one? That's it. I think that's the end. Yeah, but yeah. don't we need to sing? Oh, no, no, no. We already no, sang both theme songs. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for the listening in 2013. This will probably oh, yeah. be the last mm. podcast that's going to go into 2014. Well, the uh, last one to double bill. If there's like 800 there's other 800 other podcasts out there. But, hey, if you've enjoyed this, exactly. please share it with your friends. Um, and thank you very much for being our listeners uh, this entire year. This has been a really fun... This has uh, been a fun experiment. Fun experiment yeah. this year. And thanks for having me out. 
Yes, thank you. It was really cool. Thank you for joining us. It was good to get a a fourth perspective and a female perspective. What? And hey, if if you've actually taken the time to listen to us and then also maybe watch any of these movies, comment on Facebook, comment on Twitter, uh, retweet all this. We really like the publicity. It's fantastic. Yeah. If we, you have any suggestions for Double Bills, either serious or incredibly smartass, yeah, them out. And we'll, we'll take them. We'll take, we'll take all comers. Please go on the website, yeah. uh, go on to Facebook. Yeah. and Or Double Bills that will force Brian to quit. Right. What? Yeah, if you have any Double Bills that are intentionally built to cause me pain... Yell them out. Maybe they'll happen. <laughs> and clearly, I'm the one who's got the shit palate, so I will take all comers. So, you... Uh, you don't have a shit palate. I mean, inter- like, Godzilla, Pacific Rim, that was good. What was the first one that we did? It was, uh... Back in the... It was the very first one that we oh, did. Oh, shoot. Was it? You should remember. Oh, no, it was, uh, 12. It was, uh... It was the Seven Samurai, and... No, that was mine. That was yeah. yours? Brian's. So before then, <laughs> I mean, I thought the original reason we got together was J date, and I mean, we did, we yeah. did the that was a subtle the, in the episode that doesn't exist. Pilot. There's the Bubba Hotep and J date, which mm-hmm. is John dies at the end, and then we did a first episode, but I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, it was, it was there was one between that and mine that was yours. Man, what was oh, it was Man Eater Red Dragon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Of Basically the same movie. Right. <laughs> that's why I couldn't remember we any are, interesting we are when it's almost the same script. <laughs> it's like ooh, the same thing. Ooh, I have a recommendation. Ooh. ooh. Well, um, well, I've only got one. You guys have to come up with a second one. But what <laughs> is the, like, I know. Okay, I did half the work. You can do the other half. Um... What's the new, I hate to say the man's name out loud, Keanu Reeves movie? Oh, Man of Tai Chi. Oh. No. Oh, uh, Ronin. 47 Ronin. Yeah. So, mending that with, say, Last of the Samurai and Tom Cruise? That would, oh, God. That's not Last of the Samurai. It's something very similar. But, yeah, I mean, it might be interesting to do that as a double bill. It could be really painful. I don't want painful double The important bills. thing to remember oh, is that people... I know! I win! I came up with the double bill. Oh, crap. It would be the the whatever it's called, 47 Ronin? Yep. And Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll? Oh, oh I haven't well. seen Ninja Scroll. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't seen that since sophomore year of college. Yeah, I saw I that I think that, was that like would a be a really good double bill. If I, I really wish we could actually videotape this, because the fact that Don just did the triple, <laughs> the triple H... Boom! I did. <laughs> I was so excited. Crotch. She's like, oh, God. I haven't seen Triple H since I was in high balls. school. Balls. Yeah, balls. I think that would be a fantastic double bill. There, I just came up with one. All right. Mm, go me. Bangarang. Bangarang. Bangarang, Rufio. Bangarang. Bangarang, Rufio. Bangarang. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And Stop talking. What's that? Stop talking. Double W, double bill, Spider Man, Spider Man, double bills. And you look like Manhattan. one, two. Double bill, double bill, comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stop us.